0: You found it, the home of red blooded American Patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Patriot Review, episode number 98. We will get to my interview with Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer soon, very soon, as a matter of fact. I want to show his interview up front. And then we're going to talk about uh, a couple things that have been in the news and a uh, new segment called Fascist Beatdown. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do that. And um, we had a really good talk, uh, Joanne and I, about the American dream and a little bit about his experience and in, in coming from where he came from and his parents and talked about, uh, you know, what his thoughts are on what we face today and whether or not that dream is achievable and uh, what we need to do to preserve it, most importantly. So we're gonna show that uh, real quick. But um, first, I want to just mention to you again, My Pillow products. You can go to mypillow.com forward slash TPR, and you'll end up on this landing page, and you can find all kinds of great deals. Obviously, there's always something uh, great to buy there. I have a lot of My Pillow product, and it is absolutely top of the line stuff. I kid you not, I would not lie to you. And uh, so check that out. Great Christmas gifts there. Again, mypillow.com slash TPR. Any amount that you help me, you're also helping Mike. So again, it's much appreciated. If you are looking for uh, alternatives for your investments and for your financial future, you can check out this page. This is Kirk Elliott, and it's two L's and two T's. Kirk Elliott, Ph.D., dot com slash the patriot review and you can go here and you can get some financial advice and learn all about investing and uh, particularly in gold and silver which uh, is always in my opinion anyway a good investment if you're in it for the long game so um, check those two websites out the links are of course in the show description and with that I am going to get on with my interview with Jovan. I'd like to welcome to the Patriot Review a very special guest, Mr. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Sir, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: It is indeed an honor. And I, you know, you are a guy who you have experienced what many call the American dream. And I want to start with that because we're looking at the globalist agenda and even though people are calling us conspiracy theorists and stuff, all the proof and all the evidence that you could ever want is out there for anybody. Who's just ambitious enough to go check it out on their own, but people, but people don't, but you know, I want to, to talk about uh, folks, viewers, if you, listeners, if you care about your children, if you care about your grandchildren, the change that's coming for America. So do you, Jovan, think that in the coming America, the grandkids of today would have the, any possibility of hitting the American dream of being prosperous. What's, what's your thought on that?
0: For two uh, reasons, the answer would be no, and here's why. If you know my backstory, my mother, unfortunately, God rest her soul, was a prostitute, uh, hooked on drugs. I am and was a welfare baby. Uh, grew up in Project Housing uh, when I was small. My advantage was I'm a first-generation American, and I was lucky enough to be born here in America instead of Germany, uh, where I would have been born. And in America, it is true that if you can think it, you can do it. You can live the American dream. I have no basis for what I do other than I've always believed in my soul I could create great things and went on to build phenomenal uh, companies billions in sales technology that's uh, on every mobile device out there but i did that because i believed in myself i believed in the system and i believed in the american dream the reality now is and i think it's kind of like a crystal ball into the future of what will happen mm-hmm. the moment i came out as a conservative because i was never involved in politics mm-hmm. uh I didn't treat it right. I'm part of the problem. I was apathetic. I didn't really care about voting, never voted for anything lower than a president, right? Treated a ballot like a lottery ticket. If it gets big enough, I'll play. I didn't realize (laughs) that the cabal was inserting people down underneath. And so it happened on our watch. Now, when I got involved, which, by the way, was only right at uh, 2015, roughly 2016, I started letting people know that, in fact, I was a conservative and come out full force 2020 because of what happened. It cost me millions, millions and millions of dollars because doors and companies and partnerships I had, which were wildly valuable partnerships, disintegrated overnight when people found out that I was fighting for the truth, fighting for transparency, fighting for President Trump. Now,
1: what what year was that? that,
0: that, Well, that was even in just 2020. I mean, it it vaporized. When I came out in 2020 and started talking about elections and that I believed they were uh, bad, uh, the uh, the moment people found out I was conservative, huge contracts, clients, uh, buyouts that were in the process, partnerships that were in the process, uh, literally worth hundreds of millions of dollars, went away. And it was only because they found out that I was fighting for Donald J. Trump and fighting for truth. The reason that's a crystal ball is because if they'll do that to somebody like me, now I was always kind of a golden boy. If, you know, if I touch it and I did it, it went great and went gangbusters. And I was known as the giant slayer slayer that I could uh, compete with the Googles and the Microsoft and Intel's, even though I was an independent inventor, you find my technology on 15 billion mobile devices that doesn't even protect me anymore the moment i came out as a conservative was over so you have to remember if they will do that to somebody like me that prints them money that makes them money and gets people to use technology can imagine what it is when they have total and final power they will decide who gets to lead the companies of the future who is allowed to make money who is allowed to operate uh Companies, And if you don't believe me, I tell everybody, go out and study the story of the Mark Zuckerberg of Venezuela. It's a very interesting story. If you go into the history books of Venezuela and look up the Mark Zuckerberg, you know, their equivalent of Venezuela, you Mm -hmm. find out there isn't one. (laughs) It's (laughs) because there's never going to be one in a country like that. And so that's what you have to realize is coming for us if we don't get this fixed.
1: Without a doubt. And, you know, I think that when you look at um, the previous ooh, I don't know, 20 years, my wake up came in a different way. And that was um, I was in industry. I did take a brief uh, two year departure after uh, 9-11. And I worked as a bioterrorism coordinator for five counties in my state. And and, you know, I, I was looking at the world differently at that point in time. And when we went into Iraq. You know, I initially supported it, but now I have a completely different viewpoint because I've come to realize that, you know, the the motivation is not of the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. The motivation is of a globalist society, of a uniparty that uh, really, you know, I I don't consider myself Republican anymore. I kind of vote Republican because they're closer to what I am. But, you know, it's uh, it's a scary thing because. You're right. There's not that opportunity for people. And uh, the only way that folks do probably hear this all the time, but if you haven't read 1984, read 1984, because it really does explain what we're heading towards. The people that will succeed, and tell me if you agree, the people that succeed are the people who are compliant, and that is it.
0: That's correct. If you uh, say what they're uh, going to say, believe in what they want you to believe in, toe the party line, you'll get there. If you don't believe me, ask uh, AOC and ask Uncle Fester, who just became a senator in Pennsylvania. The bigger <laughs> the gorter, the bigger the political puppet, you will they'll place you in as long as you say what they want you to say.
1: Well, to your point, I mean, you know, you're you're an example of, you know, a guy who's who, who a person like me would say, well, if you have wealth, you have a little bit of power, but they don't care about that. I mean, they go after anybody, including Donald Trump, who's probably the prime example, right? I mean, he's he's attacked every day in every way, and in Lindell and Tina Peters and anybody who speaks out against this. So, so it I appreciate to, that. You
0: know, I would say I would say that wealth used to equate power. It really did. Now. They have learned how to, instead of wealth being building great companies off of great ideas, which is the school of thought I was brought up in. It is now about orchestrations to get things public, a lot of smoke and mirrors and running it up to get the public involved to think it's successful and them cashing out for billions. And so now that they manufacture wealth, just look at FTX, wealth is not the driver. The driver is if you're willing to pour your wealth into that system and support that system, then they will then rise you up into a position and grant you power
1: right and if, if folks if you're not convinced by any of that you know one of the telltale uh statements that has been made by the globalist is you will own nothing and you will like it and that just doesn't sound very attractive to me i don't want to live in a world like that you know and let's move on now to the to the midterms we were uh chatting a little bit before we hit the record button and you know we were talking about uh some of the things that happened that we know happened but We have the media denying it, of course, and the propaganda arm that uh, Goebbels would be proud to be a part of. But um, so talk about that. What is uh, what do you think happened? What is the uh, the the most important or the most uh, blatant examples that you saw in the midterms of cheating and rigging elections?
0: Well, there were several different types of midterms that were run across the United States. Most states were just a battle between left and right, deep state, and what I would call Christian state, battling for just standing in power. Then there were other states, uh, especially Arizona, where the stakes was much higher. So I'll focus on Arizona for you. In Arizona, with Carrie Lake in it, governor, With Mark Fincham in at Secretary of State, with Abe Hamada in at AG, and Blake Masters in at the Senate, it would have perfected the ability for the right. And by the way, I no longer call myself a Republican either. I think that's a dirty word. But Mm -hmm. it would have put people in on the conservative side that would have been able to prosecute all of the deep staters and criminals that did stuff to us in 2020. So the battle in the midterms for Arizona was different. It wasn't just for control. It was to make sure that nobody could get into power that could bring that state, which is the domino, tip of the spear, to justice. And therefore, you had many things happen. See, in 2020, if you're thinking about swinging an election for a candidate, it's actually relatively easy to do. And. They in 2020 in Arizona, they had to swing the entire top of the ticket. Here's what I mean they had to make sure that Kerry Lake didn't get in, that Fincham did not get in, Hamadad did not get in, Blake Masters didn't get in. They spent so much time perpetrating the system rigs that they did to change those votes. They forgot about all the training that we did in Arizona with patriots that don't vote your mail-in ballot, vote on uh, election day and show up, and the instruction to vote straight party ticket. Now, many times in these states, Arizona being one, you have to hold your nose and you're going to vote for some pretty disgusting rhinos. Uh, In Arizona, they're McCainites. It's even worse than a rhino. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold your nose and make sure that, quote unquote, the party gets in. Well, in their machinations that they did in 2022, they are not able to keep their eyes on the ball for everything. So let me give you some numbers. If you were to look at the uh, treasurer of the state, it's a lady by the name of Kimberly Yu. She won as Republican treasurer. Now, in every election, you have Local issues, district issues, state issues. So the state is where everybody in the state has these choices. They're not broken up tickets. She actually, in her race, won as a treasurer with 1383000 in change votes. Now, if you look at just her race, down ticket but state level, she outperformed uh, Carrie Lake for governor. This treasurer got 119,000 more votes than Kerry Lake. If you go down to the next part of the ticket, Blake Masters, she got 193,000 more votes than Blake Masters as a senator. Go down next to the Secretary of State, Fincham, she got 189,000 more votes than him. Then you drop down to AG for Hamada, she got 135,000 more votes than him, and If you look at Kerry Hobbs, who supposedly won as governor, this Republican AG got 101,000 more votes than Katie Hobbs. Now, what that tells me is people did vote a straight ticket, Uh but they were manipulating the top so much they forgot about this treasurer, which is a state race. Now, if you drop past the treasurer and go one more level down – You have what's called the mine inspector. Nevada is a mining uh, state. It has a mine inspector, a Republican one there. That Republican, which I believe is a truer count that it was a straight ticket, that's a race where a few hundred thousand people vote. In that race, the mine uh, inspector got 1.6 million votes eclipsed everybody. That's 400,000 more votes than even the person, Katie Hobbs, they say, is governor. And if we just drop back one midterm, that same person got 600,000 votes. Drop back another midterm before that, where it was an uncontested like this one, that race only drummed up 493,000 votes. So when a mine inspector, Republican mine inspector, gets one in excess of 1.6 million votes, that tell me it was 1.6 million plus uh Republican votes, straight down ticket, the cabal only worked on the top four, and in their manipulation, they exposed themselves. Oh, by the way, that's not all. This fellow who got 1.6 million votes, now that we exposed that, I started talking about it Wednesday of last week, preparing this morning for some national broadcast I was doing. We were rechecking the numbers. The cabal has stopped, started erasing his race numbers now are all showing up zero oh, geez. and then in one place they pulled it back and said it was declared at that he got eight hundred thousand votes there's no way they can hide it now the cat's out of the bag
1: wow and do you think that that this data is being shared enough that uh, people in arizona my state of wisconsin there's also no way tony evers won i can tell you that um Do you think that the data is shared enough now where this movement has actually gained momentum and it's not just a conspiracy theory anymore, that the majority of the population is now saying, no, this doesn't smell right?
0: I think what is going to have to happen, this was uh, part of an interview I was doing this morning with General Flynn, and we were talking about it. We now have the hard facts. We now know that our system is out of control. We have more standing, more evidence, and more knowledge now in 2022 than we ever had in 2020. That's a great thing. More people's eyes are open now in 2022. Ones that were not believers, who even thought we were nuts, now believe something's wrong. The only way we fumble this ball and lose this game and thus lose America is if we play it the same way we played in 2020. Here's what I mean. In Arizona and other places, there are only two options now. Either a top-to-bottom full forensic audit, once again, with real proof, or a very simple maneuver that changes MAGA to LAVA. Instead of make America great again, in Arizona, it's LAVA, let Arizona vote again. It can easily be redone. Because there were so many inconsistencies, people were disenfranchised a hundred thousand plus very easily. But if we keep on just putting out charts and we keep mm-hmm. on doing little meetings and seminars and talking about it, and we keep on having a mathematician say, "Well, I looked at the public data and this just doesn't look right. see where this if we do that stuff again, we are going to lose the United States of America. This has to be based on absolute fact, and known violations of election laws. I'll give you an example of what that is. It's not a mathematician saying, hey, see this chart, it looks weird. It's the fact that 71 vote centers out of 200, the machines failed. They were not scanning in one out of every four ballots at minimum, and in most places it was three out of four. All of those people were disenfranchised right. when those machines didn't work. And magically, did you notice they were prepared? Well, look, we created this new little slot three. Just drop it in here. That had never happened before, because in the past, if the machines didn't scan, they swapped out the scanners and fixed them and rescanned them right then all over again. But this time they introduced a new hook, drop it in here. We'll scan it later when those people gave up hmm. their ballots they were forced to go back to something they didn't want. These people did not want to vote by a mail-in ballot, or they would have mailed their ballot in. Right. So when you vote by mail-in and you sign on that envelope, you are basically acknowledging, hey, this is a mail-in ballot. I know you're going to scan it later. I trust you. Here you go. Here's my signature. But when you intentionally do not vote by mail and you walk in, The reasonable expectation and performance historically is you mark your ballot, you check your ballot, make sure it's right, you scan it in, and you know it got scanned. That is not what happened. They hoodooed people. They intercepted those ballots. They took all these extra days. I mean, come on, if France can count 37 million ballots in one night, can't we? If if Los Angeles County, California, in 1992 counted, 2.8 million ballots in 24 hours in 1992, but yet we couldn't do 1.6 million for seven, eight days. Something's wrong. And it is the combination of intercepting ballots and a time hack that allows them to manipulate the numbers.
1: Well, you know, there's, there's, there seems to be a shortage of common sense and when, you know, there's a gentleman that I like to, to to view his content. He's been on my show. His name is, is David Sorensen. He has a website, com. He is not even an American citizen. He's from the Netherlands. He's been in America only a few years. He is putting out just excellent material. What he put out on uh, the Arizona election, uh, it spoke to what you just spoke to a little bit ago about down ticket and the numbers and it not making sense. He also said, just from a common sense standpoint, look, folks, here's Carrie Lake. Here's her Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. She has 1.1 million followers. Now let's look at Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs has 148,000 in the same three platforms. He said, Uh doesn't that tell you something? (laughs) These people did not vote for Katie Hobbs. And he also had footage of people who were disenfranchised, exactly how you described with the machines being used to force them to drop their ballots and leave. And there is footage that he provided of a Arizona poll worker who just said um, those machines won't work. um, You know, so you can't you can't vote there. And a guy uh, who was filming him asked him. So what you're saying is I can only vote Democrat. I can't vote Republican. He said, I'm sorry, sir. That's correct right now. You can only vote Democrat. (laughs) <laughs>
0: uh, it's, it's worse than you can imagine it, It's a total joke We're a laughing stock around the world But what people need to understand this time We have to do different Folks, it might sound really cool Call our hotline and tell us if you've seen fraud I watched one state take 900 phone calls People leaving messages Here's what I saw Another website will say, come here and fill out a little form and tell us what you saw. And then people try to use those in court cases, and they are disallowed. One judge in Arizona called it spam. The reason is that is not a legal binding attestment to what somebody saw and so many people you know part of the deception is getting you to call that hotline getting you just to submit on a website and your complaint goes into the ether and there's no attestation. here's what an attestation is and i want to explain this to people because if you're one of the people in arizona and you're watching this and your ballot didn't get fed right if you have not done a formal attestment jurat which is an affidavit of particular type then nothing's going to happen. So here's how it works. You have to have an affidavit that says, here's where I was. Here's the county I'm in. You have to describe in detail what happened to you. Not saying stuff like, I don't trust the Satan, stop the steal and fraud. Not that stuff. Just like I fed my ballot. It didn't take it. Did it two or three times. They made me redo it. It didn't work. So I had to drop it in this box. Keep it to the facts. And then it becomes what's called a jurat. Now, your are um, a notary, instead of just saying, hey, this was Paul, and I acknowledge Paul, your notary is also an officer of the court. And when they make you swear to the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth so help you, God, that is a full dreaded testament. That's just like you standing in court. You have to sign those, get them into us, because that's what gives you standing in court. If you've done one of these other things completely different, signed a petition, it's junk. You stand down, you think you did something, you did nothing. If you didn't get a true jurat, a signed, a testament swearing an oath, make sure folks you get those out and get them in. That's how we're going to win.
1: That's awesome advice. Um, You also had some advice or some, you were questioning uh, uh, during your interview with Tina Peters recently, you were talking about be smart and strategic, my words, not yours, but be smart and strategic about what your actions are, and where you go to make your voice heard. Um, would you explain that a little bit to my viewers here?
0: Certainly. I am all for us getting out and peacefully uh, making our will be known. To me, that's standing shoulder to shoulder peacefully. In Arizona, if you remember on the news at the M-Tech, that's the place where they would scan the ballots, Maricopa Electronic and Technical Center. Mm -hmm. People wanted to go protest there. And I told people, look, they have barricades, solid barricades up. It's surrounded by fencing. It has drapes on the fencing so you can't see in. It's got snipers on top, sheriffs all over. And it has uh, uh, five pairs, excuse me, eight pairs of riot horses in gear patrolling the area. Now, there are people in Arizona saying, let's go protest there. Let's drive our cars around the building and honk, honk, honk. You're walking into the narrative of the left. They're trying to do it to us. They're trying to set us up. Then I see some people who are supposedly conservatives, may have been a setup, going down in camo gear, carrying a sign that says a well-regulated militia making threats. Folks, you're playing into their narrative. They're going to take our guns. They're going to lock it down. They're going to claim it was a riot. And if you don't believe me, if you don't believe the the this is a setup, I would encourage you to look for a phone call that got published to social media. One of Carrie Lake's campaign managers was calling into the county attorney. His name is Tom Liddy. You might have heard that name before. Yeah. Uh, his father was... G. Gordon Liddy. Now, I knew G. Gordon Liddy when he was alive. He was, quote unquote, the White House burglar when he was doing his radio show in New York and in D.C. I was doing mine in D.C. and New York. Same time. We'd take the same jet every day to Manhattan and became friends. Now, this is his son. And his son had somebody on from Kerry Lake's thing. And he says, the Carry Lake person says, I just want to go over these numbers with you. I need some answers. Well, this Tom Liddy guy started screaming at him. What are you doing? Why are you threatening me? Don't threaten me. And the other guy was saying, I'm not threatening you. But see, Liddy didn't know the phone call was being recorded, videotaped. Okay. When the call was over, that Liddy picked up the phone, called the sheriff, asked for a protection because he said he was being threatened. He wasn't threatened. It's all on video, who's now been exposed that's part of how they're setting people up, and that is why you don't do idiotic stuff like in any of these cities. Go to where the counting ballots. If you do want to show up, do it peacefully. Do not wear your damn mega, uh, uh, camo. And I'm even say don't wear mega. Let me tell you why. They changed January 6th to say a committee to say the red shirts and the red hats were actually a military uniform devised by donald trump to turn people into troops go as a normal citizen don't dress up and like that stand shoulder to shoulder but you do it at your state capitals where the lawmakers are not where the civilians are counting ballots if you do anything else you're going to set us all up for failure and more people are going to go to jail and i think probably next time people are going to get hurt very badly
1: well people are getting hurt i mean the j6 is the is the prime example of exactly what you're talking about. I was the first to call it the American uh, Rice Dog Fire and that's exactly what it was. And the people who came dressed in tactical gear, I fully believe were Antifa uh, members or the, of that ilk and that they were planted there to do what they did. Again, a common sense test, if these people who were Trump supporters are so bad, and did such a bad thing, what is the problem with releasing the 14,000 hours of videotape? Common sense tells you there should be no problem if that's the case. Correct.
0: In December of 2020, I was telling people when that came out, regardless of how much I support and love Donald J. Trump, which I do, I was telling people in December of 2020, as I was getting ready to do my testimony Uh, in georgia before the georgia senate as most people first were exposed to me i was telling people under no circumstances even no matter how much you love president trump do not go to dc it is a bona fide setup and unfortunately people are going to do what they're going to do but now you have 400 people uh, languishing away in prison for nothing we have to play smart folks and we have to do it differently i even tell people when you get out there don't even point your finger i can be saying Hey, you know what? I love you. You're the greatest. But that <laughs> right. finger pointing, right, can change what a photographer gets with that photo. Maybe you can do it with turned up hands in a supplication form, but be very careful and aware of what you look like when you're doing these things, because they're always going to paint us as the enemy.
1: And that's exactly right. And, and I mentioned to you that uh, one of my one of my uh, favorite things about doing this is that I've met some wonderful people. And Kara um, Castronova was on my show. We went over the videotape of Roseanne Boylan being murdered by this Capitol police officer. Right. And also went over in detail, the Ashley Babbitt murder. And yet people can see the videotape and uh, you can't see all my shirt, but it says, I believe my eyes, not the media lies. There's this propaganda that has been pushed on people. And I guess that amounts to apathy. And that's personally as a struggle that's the biggest struggle I have is why let's take the sheriffs, for example, why is the person with you know, the, the ultimate authority, the ultimate law enforcement official of a County, why are those people actually rounding up and participating in this global coup of, you know, the United States and other countries? Why, why are our law enforcement per, uh, personnel, uh, not arresting, for example, the mayors when BLM was burning down the cities. I mean,
0: most people don't realize is we have two, we have three types of sheriffs in the United States of America. We have sworn constitutional sheriffs. Those are the ones that will stand up and have the power to do it. Then we have sheriffs that are appointed their political hats like most. And then we have sheriffs that are elected but they are not constitutional sheriffs i'll give you an example in arizona the sheriff is a well-known uh, soros plant and when 2020 came up he you was standing maricopa?
1: there
0: maricopa county arizona when the maricopa county arizona Audit came up. He was there shoulder to shoulder with the Board of Supervisors saying nothing was wrong, most perfect election ever. When it all came down, they found out that the reason they wouldn't release the routers and the Splunk logs is because they said they shared them with the sheriff's office, which is not true and highly unlikely. But he backed them with that. And now that we've got this 2020 debacle, just before the race was run, he completely uh, unenrolled. His entire sheriff's department with the various sheriff's association that in their association bylaws says that they must enforce election law. He unenrolled all his people, disavowed that just before this midterm. That tells you we (laughs) can have some
1: bad sheriffs. Yeah, just uh, another example of common sense should slap you in the face and say, hey, wake up, because there's no other reason, again, to do something like that. Unless they are trying to destroy our country, and that is exactly what's happening around us. My question for you, my last question, is going to be um, the legal tests that um, you know we went through after 2020. There were plenty of judges who said uh, you don't have standing. You can't bring this. You can't bring this, uh, or we can't hear this lawsuit because you don't have standing. Um, how, how honestly, do we get over that when it comes to the citizens who were disenfranchised in Arizona? Um, what stops them from using that same excuse?
0: Well, if it, it all comes down to procedure if we do it right. Unfortunately, many attorneys that were handling cases for the GOP and specifically GOP attorneys were intentionally throwing cases. This goes back to what I told you about affidavits. Mm-hmm. Many of those attorneys refused to use affidavits, because affidavits, when used right, show standing. They decided they knew better, but you also have to understand there are many of them that the Bar Association was coming down hard on and forcing them to use a different set of procedures. If, in fact, you understand that we, the people, supersede our courts in the fact that we have Full right, title, and interest to constitute constitutional redress and to be heard. Now, this goes back to the affidavits. If you follow the typical complaining that they had everybody do in 2020, we're going to repeat this mess of no standing. When you take the time, not a mass boilerplate, not call a hotline, not fill in the blank. Check the box. Oh, I was. It was bad. Wah wah wah. If you actually do a proper jurat, a proper attestament done the right way, you have the legal standing constitutionally. Constitutionally, it's called ex parte. It means you stand on your own to be judged by the court, and therefore you have standing and have a claim. If people will just pay attention to the form this time and not repeat the mess of 2020 where many attorneys misguided people intentionally, we have standing. There are more incidents now. You're wiser now. You know how to describe it. But if you're one of these people that have been led, oh, forget that. Let's just go canvas. And then if we find something, we'll fight it. No, you fight everything right now. And you file that jurat. You file that a testament. Remember, when you go to a notary, they can do two things. A notary can say, okay, this is Mark. Yes, I confirm it's Mark. Or you also understand that the notary is an officer of the court. So when you fill out that jurat, that affidavit, they can basically make you put up your hand and swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God, is this your statement? Take that form of it. And if you never knew this worked, let me give you an example. Let's say that a husband and wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend had a Scrabble, and there was a physical altercation, and they called the police, and the police showed up. Right. And -hmm. even though there's evidence there, and the police says to the lady, Are are you willing to, you know, file a complaint? And the lady says, No. What do the police do? They just have to turn and leave because you have to file the right type of complaint. In that scenario, it is an officer of the court meaning that police officer filling out it the right way with exactly only your words, not a check form, your words, and then you sign it and the officer swears to it. That is what's called the juror affidavit. So if you do understand that even the police showing up when something could have been a crime, if you're not willing to press charges, they didn't say, I can't help you. I got to go. Then you understand what happened to you in 2020. Don't let it happen again.
1: Right. So, you know, what is the, um, Uh, One last question because of what you said, and that is, what is the first step for people to be able to do it the right way?
0: I did. If you'll look me up on, uh, you can just use my hashtag and my name, hashtag Jovan Hutton with two T's Pulitzer, Jovan Hutton Pulitzer, or on my Rumble. I did a show based on called Affidavits or Laffidavits, and I did a whole one hour show sharing with you the expertise of how to do it how to file it, make sure you do it right. Uh, go back. It's well worth the watch, but it gives you all the information you need to understand how to do it and how you have standing.
1: Awesome. I will put the link folks, uh, to that show in the uh, description. So just check that out. Uh, Joan, thank you so much for being here. I learned a lot. It's always a pleasure to to talk to different individuals who are fighting this fight. Would you give folks your contact information where they can go to find uh, more information and more, any sure. show I'm, on also,
0: I'm on all social media it's hashtag jovan hutton pulitzer uh you can always find me on rumble i broadcast twice a day 7 a.m 7 p.m seven days a week if you want to get the real hardcore hitting stuff where it's a little more tuss and turf and tumble than other places where we get banned look me up on locals it's Com. awesome
1: thank you so much sir thank you Really enjoyed that interview, Jovan. Thanks for being here. I noticed that the name banner was a little screwed up, so I want to make sure that uh, you know that the uh, website, in addition to the social media sites that Jovan mentioned, you can go to jovanbuttonpulitzer.org, and you can check that out. A lot of information there. And I did see that um, he had posted a what I believe is a newer uh, episode of the whole affidavit process so it's it's current and it has content. I listen to it, it as content about what we're seeing today and particularly about Arizona but uh, it does explain the process well and I would recommend that you, you listen to that. So the link for that is in the show description below as well and if you do listen to it I suggest that you listen listen to it when you're not going to have distractions because it goes into some detail about this whole process and why it's important. I'm glad that uh, I interviewed Joe Vaughn because it made me reassess the whole um, the whole uh, Declaration of uh, Freedom and Accountability, which I announced uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Still working on that. Um, It made me rethink that and how is the best how the best way to go about that is what's going to be more effective. So uh, still kicking that around. If you would. Take a look at that in the previous show. I'll show a little bit of it, I guess, if I have time at the end of the show. But uh, legal advice would be helpful. And so I am going to try to define that and uh, to go through that for that process. So, again, uh, Jovan was an excellent guest. And as you see by the guests that we have in the Patriot Review, they always have very uh, pertinent and applicable things to talk about. And it's a much larger picture than uh, what you get in other shows because we go into – uh, the um, you know the the longer definitions of things and that sort of stuff so you actually get to see a little bit more and you get some more personal information and you get a little flavor of who that person is so wanted to show you too if you haven't been to the website in a while we have modified it it is I think a little bit uh, more a little bit easier to use and a little bit more friendly so you can go through this website and you can find Uh, videos of all the episodes and you can find uh, videos of the third party documentaries that I have put up in here and there are some good documentaries for you to watch there so check that out and I'm going to take a short break we'll be right back after this Hey Patriots you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR that stands for The Patriot Review that's TPR Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. And we are back. Thank you for being here. We are going to go into a, a second segment here. We're going to talk about uh, an article that came out, and it's from the Gateway Pundit, and it talks about the evidence that Elon Musk is putting out there now. And if you saw the news today, uh, he put out basically a statement, a video statement, where he said, Hey, you know, if I die, it isn't suicide. So that makes me think that, uh, you know, what he put out there already has been really. Um, No surprise, first of all, but really amounts to treason on the part of these uh, individuals who are working together to steal the elections. And we have proof of that. I'm going to show you that in just a bit. But I think that um, there will be more coming out and more damning uh, evidence. And I think that uh, he is prepping us for that by making that statement. I think maybe he's a little concerned about it, which uh, I would be, too, if I was him. Um, So the whole thing, you know, the whole... um, the whole COVID narrative, the um, school CRT narrative, the vaccine narrative, the election narrative, the J six narrative, all of these things together are, are really uh, a a strategy to really overthrow the United States and really Western civilization. Um, And I firmly believe that after looking at the World Economic Forum um, agenda 2030 and, and so on. And we've talked about that quite a bit, but, uh, definitely believe that. So the reason I'm bringing it up is because you look at the media and you look at, um, the narrative of all those things, right. And you start to see how they're really piecing things together and shoving the lies down people's throats because, uh, historically, sadly enough, it's true that the more you push out lies, the more people will believe them. And that's why I made the comment about Gorbals Ger, uh, because he would be at home. <laughs> he would be at home in this party. And they call us the fascists, but uh, they want to tell you what, what you can say, what you can't say. They take away your right to say it. They uh, mandate putting stuff in your body. They, they disallow people in the... Uh, hospital rooms while they use their protocols to murder people. You know, we, we, enough's enough. We know who the true fascists are. So I showed this a little bit last week, but um, I didn't have really time to, to fill in around it. So I want to show this real quick again. And this is again, this is John Carpenter, 1988 movie was called They Live. And The whole idea of being controlled by the narrative has never been depicted better, in my opinion. So I want to watch it. Uh, We are back. your problem? I said, what's your problem? How are you today, sir? Okay, Okay, how's it going? Bye, thank you. Thank you, sir. Creepy, right? That was uh, Roddy Piper, if you remember him. He was a professional wrestler, had the kilt and bagpipes. I always liked bagpipes. Uh, ACBC, the only band, I think, that put any bagpipes in uh, a rock and roll song. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Just some useless trivia for you. Um, so, yeah, so that is <laughs> that depicts so well what I feel is going on and what I'm so frustrated about is that the the package of lies just continues to grow. And when you step back and you start thinking about things, like I said about uh, the election, and we were talking and Joe said about the number of votes and the down ticket votes and the differences in numbers, it becomes very clear and obvious to see. When you talk about January 6th, then you see the, the disparate treatment between those people that really committed crimes and um, assaults and even murders in the BLM and Antifa. Uh, summer of love, which they call it, uh, really is a summer of treason. But um, the difference in, in treatment of those people versus those J6ers who were simply at the Capitol, if they did damage, you know, great, you you uh, punish them, but, sh- but you don't take away their civil rights and not give them a speedy trial and, and, uh, and throw them in a gulag like political prisoners in China because it's exactly what they're being treated as. So one of the main things that I've been working on over the past, I don't know, two years now is the whole COVID debacle. And before we go to the, um, before we go to the article in Gateway Pundit, I just want to remind you that I am working on a documentary called Breaking the Oath, the Evils of Incentivized Healthcare. It is specifically about the Grace Shara uh, murder, in my opinion, and uh, Scott Shara has been on many, many shows and done interviews about the specifics of Grace's case. But we're going to delve into that and we're, we're going to look, um, give a, a good solid look at the financial incentives and the reasons why, yes, even our medical professionals would turn their heads and allow things like this to happen. Um, I have a quick um, promo I want to show for that and then I'll be right back. Yeah, and that's coming up I don't have a definite release date for you but I have uh, some good news on that and that is that I've secured the participation of some wonderful people dr. Richard Bartlett who uh, has been sounding the alarm for quite a while and um, is very outspoken and has a lot of factual detail for you and also uh, miss mrs. Uh, Vera Sharav who is a Holocaust survivor and she's gonna she's gonna really bring some interesting uh, parallels to uh, with what she experienced and what we're experiencing today. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll obviously update you frequently. Uh, The other documentary, the docu-series that I am still working on, but it's kind of been pushed to the back burner for a while, is High Treason You Decide. It's a six part docu-series that will deal with uh, several issues. And I'll give you more information on that going forward as well. But um, so this whole thing about, you know, affidavits and what we can do to take things back. And and I think we've all, we all need to uh, basically say, hey, we've had enough. We need to stand up and do what we can. And it, for me, it's doing this. For you, it may be something different. But wherever you have God-given abilities, please make the decision and start reacting and responding. Uh, it's time to not conform. It's time to not be violent, but it's time to not conform. And if we stick together, we can definitely make changes. So that is kind of what the whole Declaration of Freedom and Accountability project is. It is really a, a reaffirmation of the Declaration of Independence. And it is a, um, a list of grievances that is going to be included in that that I think if you're watching this show, you probably agree with a thousand percent. Uh, so we will take a look at that. One of the other things in the news I want to get to quick is... Uh, this whole Trump had a white supremacist to, you know, Mar-a-Lago and he sat down and ate with him and all this, uh, uh crap. That's, you know, that's, uh, the, just basically wind and, and blubbering by the lamestream media. And of course more propaganda. But, uh, I want to, rem- I want to remind people, you know, those people who are attacking Trump, exactly who they put in the white house.
0: We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots. Our kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black, you cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So it's a I'm not joking. Do you, Do you, you support for... gay marriage? No. Barack Obama nor I support redefining from a from a civil side what constitutes marriage. We do not support that. this clip, a young girl catches Biden's attention. He then asks the six-year-old girl if she's 17. How old are you, 17? Oh, six. ...face before her mother draws attention to the camera. then strokes her hair and kisses her again. He then grabs on her face and hair again. We already have a nigger mayor. We don't need any more nigger big shots.
1: Yeah. So, again... You know uh, the the uh, the lies, the propaganda that were were sold. Uh, all these things are done deliberately. Of course, uh, we know better. That's what separates us from some of the sheep out there. Uh, so anyway, I want to get to this ad quick. Yes, the fascist beat down. It's time to talk loud and be Arnold. And eh, not a very good, Arnold. Okay, so Katie Hobbs in the news, Gateway pundit. Guess what? Well, they released quite a bit of information about um, what good old Katie has been up to and what kind of uh, what kind of uh, advantages she has. And well, they talk about, of course, you know, the the Republicans and uh, conservatives who, you know, just are crazy conspiracy theorists. And um, yet they're trying to spin this as well. So what happened here is that um, Musk released some Twitter content, some posts, and uh, the, the short of it, the just of it is that she is basically caught red-handed, and her campaign staff is caught red-handed uh, flagging accounts that they call misinformation, uh, flagging them to be deleted, thereby you know directly interfering in an election and getting people who have different opinions and actually are stating facts. Uh, and it really doesn't matter if they're stating facts or not because they have a First Amendment right to, to speech. So basically we have... Uh, treason on full display because legally that's what this actually is. So um, I encourage you to go through this article in detail. Again, this is on Gateway Pundit, and there are several posts that are that are uh, in here that show that the Hobbs office contacts Twitter to have posts removed. So she's running the election, she's censoring her political opponents. She disrupted Election Day voting. I think the number was 71 uh, polling locations with machines that were not working. And I mentioned in the uh, interview with Jovan that there's footage of um, the election official, the poll worker in Arizona saying, hey, you know, the machines aren't registering Republican votes, so you have to vote Democrat. Uh, So we have literally... I would say well over 100,000 from what I've read um, disenfranchised voters who would not have voted the way that the the, the alleged election went. So we have this lady right here who in my opinion is an absolute criminal. She's guilty of treason. And we need to do something about it. So again, I I really recommend that you check this article out. You got the gist of it. It's proof that she and her staff was uh, were directly involved in controlling the information to the election. And, you know, they're trying to say now that she basically is just, um, you know, exercising her right as if she was just reporting people's behavior as something that was offensive to her. Um, like you and I would. We would report a person or report a post, right? But the problem is here that she and her staff have backdoor accounts or a backdoor method to actually report these. So it's it's well over and above. It is they are given direct preferential links to be able to get people off of Twitter. And that, my friends, is election interference. It is... In fact, treason because she's trying to overwill the, the overpower the will of the people. So, again, I ask, uh, I ask you all is when is enough enough? It's time to say no. It's time to stand up and, again, not be violent. But it's time to uh, take our country back. And it's time to put these people away where they need to be. They're criminals. They're nothing short of criminals. And that is it. That is it. Fascists. Definitely, Americans, never. We, the Patriots, have to do our part, and I hope that you get on board. Please follow the show. Again, you can go to redbloodedpatriots.com. That's the website. Check everything out there. I have all the uh, the past episodes there. There's a lot of good stuff there. Coming up on my 100th show, I am still working on formulating what that should be. If you have any ideas, you can send me an email. And that is red-blooded patriots with an S at protonmail.com. And uh, I look forward to that. And please share and spread the message. I appreciate you very much. All of you have an awesome week. And I'll see you again next week.